Olivia, how are you doing? Dude, I'm good. How are you, Isaac? I'm doing great. I went on vacation and got to hike some mountains in Yosemite and swim in these crystal clear cold waters and see my brother and sister and uh, sister-in-law and new nephew um, and hang out with them. And it was a really great time, but I'm excited to be back here with you. Well, this sounds like a really great time. I, I'm glad you're back. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Marvel's Black Widow today. Yeah. Definitely and, the m- most fun I've had in a theater since the pandemic lifted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, what was the first but, movie you saw coming back to theaters? Coming back, at, I saw Minari at the Tower Theater, which is a local theater here oh, cool. in OKC. I didn't realize that was the first, the first one yeah. you saw in theaters. Since yeah, pre- so post-pandemic. yeah, that was the first one I saw post-pandemic. It's not, it's not a traditional theater because the way that they, they like basically just bring down a projector screen, it's a big screen and they bring it down and they had a set up at tables that were uh, following COVID protocol essentially. And so they were sure. pretty spread out apart. Um, so we were like, I'm, I was sitting in a, like a folding chair at a table. It wasn't the typical theater uh experience necessarily but i'm counting minari because i think that that was a good one to come back for which what was your first one on was a quiet place part two which was oh, okay. really fun but and i don't think we i discussed Mm-mm. you know my feelings about that movie on this podcast at all but i liked it a lot but it didn't it doesn't hit quite the same okay it was trying to do something different and it did, but it doesn't hit quite the same as the first one does if you watch it cold. Okay. Um, okay. Still enjoyable, but it w- I was still kind of like distancing myself a little bit. Um, Black Widow, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, I, I think we need to just make a note real quick before we really dive into Black Widow. If you are listening to this and you haven't seen Black Widow, you are going to get a lot of spoilers so we're just this is a upfront spoiler warning for the rest of the episode we're we're gonna really i think talk about our favorite parts things we maybe didn't didn't like but we're gonna talk about everything so just warning everyone now we yeah and we're not sophisticated enough to say this is when we're starting spoilers but we we will be hitting them after this point so yes. just just be have yeah. a heads up. So. And and I assume we're going to talk about the end credit scene, which also ties into one of the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus. So if you haven't watched those, then... yeah, like the the sex scene was crazy. I can't believe those two people. <laughs> and, then, and then Batman showed up, and it was like, whoa! I didn't even know he was in this universe. Oh man! So yeah. Anyway, no, uh, that's deep. That is DC. That is DC. Uh, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if it, every time. It's one thing if it's somebody who I know genuinely just is not super into like pop culture or, or movies or anything like that. And so there are a few people I make exceptions for. Then there are people who I, I just know they, they're either one trying to be funny and it's not funny or two, they don't care enough to pay attention when when they would pay attention to something along those lines right and i'm just like stop stop you need to stop stop it anyway anyway batman's dc 
Um, I'm Stacy. So is Wonder Woman. And no one had sex in the post credit scene. So we'll, we'll just like <laughs> want to be extra clear for people. Just, so. just extra clear. Yeah. Yeah. There's more uh, more a, a jab at like spoilers. Like, I can't believe you spoiled it for me. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. This movie, let's hit some hard and fast facts uh, and background before we dive into what we thought about the movie. Yeah, let's see. The movie was delayed three times. It was originally meant to debut on May 20th of 2020 because Mm -hmm. of the COVID-19 pandemic worldwide. Um, It was meant to be a follow-up to Avengers Endgame, which would have been much more appropriate. We'll talk a little bit about that because, in my opinion, and I think you might feel this way, I think this is a better, like, uh, first of all, Black Widow deserved her own movie sooner than this that's kind of like a that's that's a given i also think this is a better movie than captain marvel um yeah and there and so we'll we'll talk about all that but it's just it was kind of there's a little bit of okay what happened in endgame uh Mm -hmm. you know and the events of this movie don't deal with endgame but it comes right after civil war so you have to remember what happens in civil war Mm -hmm. It, and then we've we've been watching Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. It's like, what has happened? And Black Widow hasn't been mentioned at all in any of right. those three Disney Plus shows. Marvel and Disney has been, you know, ramping up their TV game mm-hmm. um, that we've covered a little bit. So it's it's all just kind of, it's strange. We're having to rewind a little bit. But overall, I thought this was a great movie. Yeah, but also we had to do those. We had to rewind for Captain Marvel too, mm-hmm. because I, I know a lot of people were like, "Where the heck has she been this whole time?" And they kind of go into that, I think, in Endgame, because I'm pretty sure it's Rocket Raccoon who's like, "Well, where the heck have you been?" And she's like, "Dude, other planets, other universes don't have the Avengers, the Avengers. yeah." And so someone has to go out there and, and help them, and so they kind of hit on that, and they also hit on on that the the jump back in time for black widow in the movie by saying uh one just giving the dates because i think that was helpful for a lot of people but also you can hear the radio as she's um driving around and hiding at first say like and they're saying steve rogers and natasha romanoff are on the run because they've broken the sokovian accords or whatever so that helped even though i knew that going into it it was helpful for me to have that so anyway um okay continuing background okay so this movie's made the most out of at at the box office i think it's the top box office earner as of right now it definitely was last weekend it was up 80 million against Fast Nine's 10.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, you were about to say something. I was gonna say I I I saw that it has had the highest opening weekend of a movie since December. No, sorry, November of 2020. There we go. Which what which was? Do you remember? I don't remember what it was. No, it was I think it was 19, actually. I think it was 19. Oh, okay. I don't think anything has had it had to have been yeah it was uh, sorry excuse me it's the biggest opening weekend of a movie since november of 2019 mm-hmm. and i don't I, I don't remember what what it was that came out in 2019 
mm-hmm. in November. But yeah, it's, I mean, Making the movies money. are back. Movies. Movies. The movies. The movies. We're so happy. I'm so happy. I took a picture and I, uh, there was like a huge line going into um, the XD, the one XD mm-hmm. screen that is in Conway. And I was like, according to Arkansas's vaccination rates, about 40% of these people <laughs> are vaccinated, are vac- yes, vaccinated, have had yeah. the vaccine. And I'm in that majority along with all the people in my crew. And I was like, I'm packing in. I think the AC went out. And oh, no. After the point where they break into the red room, uh-huh. I was I started sweating and I was like, what in the world? This is, this is hot just really and a bunch it. of other people were like, is it hot in here to you? So, OK, anyway, that's nice. it was yeah, like that... it was monsooning that night. So Oh, makes it better. Yep, exactly. So, um, OK, so I want to talk real quick about more background information and then we'll get to spoilers, what we thought about it and nerd mm-hmm. out. Director Kate Shortland is um, an Australian indie director, and she got onto Scarlett Johansson's radar with her indie film Lore back in 2012. So she's had Shortland on her, you know, in her mind for a while for a solo Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Shortland was not, not, in, you know, really wanting to do a superhero movie. She actually turned down Scarlett Johansson and through more conversations. And then she met Kevin Feige and the Marvel team uh, ended up directing. And she brings a lot of really cool stuff to this movie that we'll discuss um, in a second. But one of her quotes says uh, in her, her films deal with a lot of the same things in black widow, which make a great, make her a great fit for this movie. Because the film deals with trauma, control, and violence, we could talk about stuff that's happened to us. We could be honest with each other and have a laugh as well. But then as a producer, uh, she, Scarlett Johansson, would push me to be myself and to do and to always make the choices that I wanted to make. Um, so that's kind of I, I think it's I think it's important to m- mention that Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow or as like, you know, embodying Black Widow, mm-hmm. had a huge role in selecting someone who she knew and trusted to be able to portray what the character of Natasha Rokhanoff has been through. Um, and then from there, Shortland also, after obviously Johansson was, is going to be in this movie, Florence Pugh was her first pick to also be... Um, in in the movie which i thought was great what a what a great first pick i mean well yeah you keep going i will talk about florence Pugh later but yeah keep talking about shortland yeah the last thing that i I thought was cool but also funny and i thought you would appreciate it is that um she told so so this movie and this is more spoiler territory but like this movie's about the organization that takes uh, orphaned girls and turns them into assassins um, through control and trauma and like brainwashing and stuff. And it's easy. It could have been easy for this movie to be really dark, but Shortland mm-hmm. didn't want it to. She, she told Feige, I want it to be a 
fairground ride, but I want it to have a lot of heart. And I immediately thought of Martin Scorsese. I was like, that is like, that is, she might feel the same way about Marvel movies, but she's like definitely not above making a Marvel movie. Sure. So yeah. I just like, what do you think about that? Cause Martin Scorsese has said, you know, Marvel superhero movies aren't really, it's not really cinema. It's just, right. um, it's a theme park ride. That's like yeah. what he said. And it's very, yeah. Chorlin said. And I think that a lot of people got real mad when Scorsese said that, but I think that that's, you, you go into Marvel movies, kind of like you go into action, any action movie, right? Like you're wanting some thrills, right? Like, like, I think we could probably maybe say the same thing about the Fast and Furious movies. You're not going into that movie or any, any of those movies necessarily for like a great storyline or phenomenal acting, right? Um, You go into it for kind of the thrills. So I I actually really like that that comment that she wanted to make a fairground ride, but wanted to have a lot of heart because I think that this movie really does have a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I like that we get to explore more of Natasha's background and history. Like we see some of that in, is it Age of Ultron? Mm-hmm. no is it age of ultron no it's age of ultron where julie delby plays one of the people in the red room who's like indoctrinating and brainwashing okay yeah movies. yeah okay okay i i knew it was one of the avengers movies i couldn't remember which one so yeah so we we see some of it and, and from the i don't remember i don't know about you but i remember going okay i want i want more of that like mm-hmm. i want to know more about that and so this yeah i think i mean i think uh shortland's spot on in that it is kind of a fairground ride but it also has so much heart to it and i i really appreciate that even even though she even though she was someone who turned it down didn't want this this movie at first uh i am very very glad she she decided to direct this film Mm -hmm. so what are what are your thoughts on that quote uh i i I kind of I agree with it, but I also think you know F nine was the other movie that, or the second highest grossing movie this past weekend uh, mm-hmm. up against Black Widow, and the Fast and the Furious series has like more accurately describes Martin Scorsese's comments about superhero movies mm-hmm. than what he than he was trying to make about superhero movies. Like it's gone into ridiculous territory and mm-hmm. um to marvel's credit they do focus on characters a lot more than like a series like fast and the furious so yeah i, I mean i think dom would disagree because it's about family if you've got family yep so did i send you the uh the the meme about alabama and family <laughs> maybe i i'll try to find it It is i feel like i've seen i've received so many you've probably seen it it was it was a pretty pretty i think i have anyway anyway um uh, that was like our our like episodal in in injection of did i send you that uh (laughs) right yeah yeah that's what mine olivia's conversations are like most of the time Let's jump into okay. Let's do a quick recap of this movie, which is, I okay. guess, this is like true spoilers, even though like we have mentioned a couple things. Right. Um, it's revealed at the beginning of the movie that David Harbor, who plays Red Guardian, and Rachel Vice, who plays um, Melina, M- Melina, yeah, Melina, 
Um, they are in Ohio. They're Russian spies posing it's as 1995. 1995, yes, the year we were born. No, um, the year you, you were, were born. born in 94. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Um, this recap is not going well. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so we're doing great. Keep going. Keep going. Natasha has blue hair. Would Natasha have blue hair in 1995? I feel like Probably. that wasn't a thing kids. I don't feel like kids dyed their hair in 1995. I th- I think that if she was really into, if she was kind of like, I guess she was like thir- 12 or like 13. 12, yeah, yeah. She was, and I bet, I mean, think about the music. Grunge was super popular. Yeah, that's true. So I, yes. And I'm pretty sure, I think I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure in the flashback scene in Age of Ultron, the young Natasha has blue hair too. So yes. I, I think that, maybe yeah, that so was, I, I think, yeah, maybe that was the callback there. I think that was the callback there. But I think that, you know, if you have an angsty 13 year old who already has a bunch of trauma and already kind of knows what's going on, and then she is growing up in the US in the 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. makes sense um okay so they they david harbour comes home they sit down to eat dinner and he says we need to go and so he's like he says we're gonna take this trip we were always talking about um the a uh, heist scene ensues they get on a plane they make it to cuba cuba sees Drakov or uh not cuba uh david harbour Red Guardian sees Drakov and says, get me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. And that kind of comes up later in some other stuff. And it's at that point with Melina having been shot and possibly fatally wounded. And we don't find out until later that she's still alive. Natasha realizes that they are going back to Russia. She doesn't want to because she has been in the red room. And that's when mm-hmm. we realize she, she knows what's what they're going back to. Um, she's protecting Yelena who's really cute and little and so she, cute. she pulls a gun from a guard and she's like, I'm going to kill you and like protecting her. Um, and it is really sweet. And then that goes into the opening. Okay. Let's talk about these opening credits. These, okay. These opening credits were very creepy. Like, Super like, you creepy. know, all the, it's like the quick cuts of like a bomb exploding a building and uh, you know, Duck they're tells. all, Ducktales, yeah. Uh, all these, pe- all these uh, girls being brainwashed. They're watching mm-hmm. Ducktales. Um, it was very, very creepy. And this is one of the things I wanted to say is like, Kate Shortland puts it there for you to see. You understand. You feel unsettled that this stuff mm-hmm. is happening to girls, and you find out that Drakov is kidnapping orphan girls from all over the world to make them widows and highly trained assassins. And you see it. And then you, from the beginning, you understand, especially seeing Natasha saying, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. You understand what's going on, but it's not so overt that the movie becomes dark in itself, which is very, very skillful filmmaking, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Because, I I mean, you could, you very well could have put a whole scene in there about, what the red room was actually show it show you know natasha and yelena going through that process but these quick like cut scenes uh spliced over with the explosions and then stuff like ducktails and whatever else it it makes it creepy 
I think that the that specific choice that of the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit was creepy too. It was mm-hmm. great. I loved it. But it 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 really left you kind of feeling unsettled and the the weight of all of that, I think hits you harder than maybe it would have otherwise. Possibly yeah, possibly the most effective opening credits I've ever seen. And it's not like it's not just like you are bored and so you're watching what the what images are put behind the opening credits. Mm-hmm. I think and I bet I would not be surprised if they designed the opening credits off like actual propaganda and like yeah. your your eyes moving and your mind engaged because that's how I felt disoriented mm-hmm. um and kind of numb afterwards whenever the uh the story began so yes yeah it was it was very effective it was really it was really great uh for sure and so from there it cuts to what is it 2016 yes after civil war after civil war and you see natasha and it looks like she's about to get caught by general thunderbolt ross Ross, I could. I was like, I was gonna say William Hurt, and I was like, that's the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So General Ross looks like he and a group of like top um, SWAT team are about to converge. 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 On? Yeah, that's the right word. Okay, I was like, it's not diverge. That's that's different. Converge on her location, and then you learn, oh, she's not even in that in that that country, because and she's, she's that good. She's that good. She's on the run because, like we said earlier, she has been put on the run due to breaking the Sokovian Accords because she helped Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes escape when Iron Man and crew were trying to arrest, basically arrest them for not signing. They never really addressed because, and I'm I'm trying to remember what happened in Civil War. Excuse me. She helps... Sam and Buck, not Sam and Bucky. I'm on Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, you remember when I was saying Stan and Sam, and, uh-huh. and you were like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> I was just letting you go with it. Yep, yep. Uh, but don't so. let me because we're professionals. We're if I make a mistake, you have to take. You have to tell me. I should ridicule you and shame you on f- on mic in front of everyone for the whole world to see. Yes, for all the flyover country. Mm-hmm. Um, she helps Bucky and Steve escape. And then she escapes too, mm-hmm. right? Because that whole thing ends with Tony being distracted that Rhodey like almost broke. Well, he did break his back. Like he mm-hmm. almost dies. And yes. I guess it's, is it then that she escapes or something? I think, yeah, because because so Steve and Bucky get on the plane, on the Quinjet, take off. Rhodey and Iron Man follow vision i i feel like vision somehow involved because he was he there he was there he was on team iron i haven't Man. seen because he and wanda he and wanda fought because wanda was very much like i am not gonna let these people define me i can't control their fear mm-hmm. and so they fought and i think vision was trying to shoot someone down but not hurt them, but I think he was distracted by something else and accidentally, 
I don't remember what happens, but someone someone shoots down Rhodey. Iron Man's upset, obviously, because that's like his best friend. Um, and they escape, and I think Natasha le- escapes as well because she's a Black Widow and she's a yeah. top secret spy. She turns while invisible. the rest of Team Cap get arrested. So like, um, Ant Man, Hawkeye. Someone who else was on Wanda? Uh, Falcon. Falcon wasn't Fal- Falcon was Team Cap. Falcon. Yeah, yeah, he was Team Cap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah. So then he's the only one who is. She and Steve both are the only ones who actually, and I guess Bucky actually escape. are on the run. Yeah. Um, because everyone else gets captured. So everyone then, captured. okay, so she escapes. She she's in. Norway, right? Mm-hmm. She's in. Yeah. She's hiding out in Norway. Taskmaster, master comes and finds her. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I almost died." It's revealed at that point. She gets a package with the red antidotes mm-hmm. that Yelena sent her, and then we're introduced to Yelena, who is released from the pheromone, like chemical mind control thing that's making right. all the widows assassins she kills one of her uh her a rogue black widow yes yes and she realizes what she's done and then she goes to budapest and budapest budapest they no, were saying kidding. budapest that was they went back and forth on that that was a joke in the the movie was like is it budapest oh, or is oh it yeah right, right, right. i forgot about right, that. Right, right, yeah. yeah right 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 thanks for correcting me you're welcome yep um see worked out they meet up in Budapest. They have a huge fight. That's probably the best fight in the movie. That was a it was fun really cool fight yeah. scene. They're like smacking each other around, like like so ragdoll, hard, like flying. Oh, yeah. so good, so fun. It was so good. So yeah. So at that point, Natasha and Yelena are fighting at, yep. in the safe room in Budapest, and she, yeah, she goes there because she has sent those antidotes and she's like why am i being why'd you come these? back here yeah yeah because in the antidotes was a picture of little natasha and little yelena so of course she's like the only person who has these is yelena yep yep then so they get reunited the widows come and attack them one of them dies one of them kills herself, herself. And, re- and she's like i don't want to do this but then she zaps herself in the face and it's like really freaky um yeah and and pointing to whoever's doing this is very evil, mm-hmm. which that's I mean that's what like Nazis would do if they were ever taken captive. They would I mean not zap themselves in the face, but they would take like cyanide pills that they right. had stuck in their like mouth or something. Yep. So they would commit suicide. So it, I don't think it's necessarily being like, hey, look, Nazis are bad, but it's I think it's pulling from that same kind of thing. <laughs> Sorry, Hurley's barking. Hey, Hurley. Um. So. From there, they're like, okay, we need to find what do they get they go find Red Guardian? They break him out at that point. I know I know they like have a couple dialogue scenes where they're they, talking and stuff, but yeah, so they have some dialogue scenes where, you know, Elena's like, Where have you been? They they have to run from Taskmaster too. Yes, which was a he, which was a lot of fun. That was yeah, a great scene. That's fun. They hide up in the vents and then they escape and they are like, okay, uh, Natasha's ready to break down 
the the red room like okay we got to do this and Yelena's like I don't know where it is it's always moving they knock us out before and after we go in and out so we we don't ever know like where it's where the location is and Natasha's like I know someone who might know and that's when they go and see Red Guardian Alexi uh and he's in prison and he's it's really funny because he's he's just telling basically old war stories of how he fought off Captain America and other guys are like what year was this because he was in the ice you know in the 80s or whatever yeah. no one knew where he was so and then he breaks I don't think that that's dude's right. hand <laughs> oh my gosh that when he breaks his arm and <laughs> it's just kind of flopping around that was hilarious but also disgusting yep yep there are a few few of those scenes uh that were a little little gory Yes. But, but not not bloody so not bloody but they break him out yes. yeah that's they break him out that's cool they're wearing the white costumes mm-hmm. and uh yelena blows up a i had a friend who or, who watched this movie on disney plus instead of seeing it in the theater which i don't i was like dude you need to go like see it in the theater but he's like i just love being at home and i was like i get that yeah, I get as that. well and he's he said oh my gosh she just blew up the uh she just pulled out the missile launcher and blew up the turret. I think I'm in love. <laughs> he was like, who I is mean, this chick? I was like, you didn't know who Florence Pugh was? Florence Pugh, 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 Pugh. Pugh, 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 Pugh. That was, that was great. That yeah. was also kind of an intense scene, too. I remember thinking, I know that they're going to make it out because I know we're not, we're probably about halfway through the movie. But man, this feels really intense. Yep. Yep. There, I so. mean, the, the fighting and the snow coming is mm-hmm. yeah it was all that was a good it was scene just, it was it was a good scene they and they it, land they go find melina because alexi's like or red guardian says i don't i don't know where he is like but melina might know so then they go find melina at the barn mm-hmm. and we find out she has a pig named after alexi <laughs> which was hilarious yeah. he was so upset uh they also was- like the the funniest Probably the hardest I laughed was when he starts talking to Natasha when they're in the red room and Melina's like, Alexi, you don't have an earpiece. And he's like, oh, you, yeah. you didn't give me an earpiece? And he's like, it was not necessary. And then <laughs> like, they, they like, cut back. He's just the butt of so many of the jokes, which is so typical for like female-centric action movies. There's mm-hmm. always one dude who's the butt of all the jokes. But he, he does some cool stuff and yeah. he plays like a buffoon so well. Yes. I, I I really like David Harbour in this I movie. I do too. So yeah. at the top. His action his accent was really bad too, which I appreciated. It was really bad, but I loved it. Yeah. Uh so anyway. Okay, so from there they go to Molina's and they have this like family reunion. And Yelena gets really upset because she was so young that she she just thought that was her life when mm. when because I think she's six when she goes into the red room they leave america and she's taken into the red room so at that point most most kids don't remember anything earlier than maybe three years old and if they had been there for three years that was legitimately all she knew Mm -hmm. and so to find out that that was all fake for everyone else and everyone else was in on it would be devastating uh even on top of all the, just all the trauma they that she has experienced and so she's really upset red guardian tries to 
help her and like like be there for her and kind of be like a dad but he sucks at it but then they have a really sweet moment where he references he starts singing her favorite song as a kid and they sing it together and that's really sweet and while they're doing that natasha american pie well that's cute it is really cute and whoever whoever played young yelena is just really really cute so um so at that point okay at that point they're talking and melina i'm like not trusting rachel vice's melina character at all at this point and no yeah so so let's let's talk about that what did you she's still doing some tests and i I, like i was just like why is natasha's like that whole dynamic I think could have been in that scene was good, but it could have been written better because especially Natasha was not as on guard. Like it's, it's because Alexi said she still works for them. So right. I, 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 Natasha just seemed very lax the whole time. She, she wasn't as defensive or like guarded as I uh-huh. would have imagined her being. I, I, I don't know if that was maybe, written for her to to act that way you know trying to like warm her up or like like butter her up or something so that she can get the answers that she needs Mm -hmm. but also i i feel like anytime you have seen natasha in sticky situations she always is pretty calm yeah which i guess you kind of have to be if you're going to be you know a spy and an agent of shield like the top agent of shield and that kind of thing so i don't know i but i get what you're saying and i, th- I think that that's a fair point is she's playing it way more cool than than i would have imagined yeah. her playing it in that scene so but yeah they're they're talking and yeah you learn that she's still working for what what is his name Drakeoff. Drakeoff. Played I almost by said Draco. Ray, Ray Winstone. Okay. I almost said Draco, and I was like, no, that's, Draco that's Harry Potter. At, at one yeah. point, it sounds like someone says Draco. Okay. Um, so Maybe like, that's, that's it. On? I don't know. Anyway, so she's still doing all kinds of experiments, and before Yelena storms off, you learn that Melena had done had created basically the anti like the not the antidote the pheromone that was control like mind controlling mm-hmm. the black widows and yelena was super upset because she was like do you know who that they did that on me i'm the one who's being impacted by that and so clearly she, you you get the vibe that she is not a good person you're not she's not a good guy you are like nope can't trust her and then she says I've alerted the red room. They'll be here in five minutes. Yep. And you're like, oh crap. I knew yep. she was bad. Yep. And then that's when it kind of sets in. You're not sure what's going to happen in the third act or even where the red room is. Yeah. Um, uh, Alexi had put on his old, um, his red old guardian. red guardian costume and it still fit amazingly. And she, Rachel Weiss is like, Yep, I never washed it. Like uh, affectionately, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. it still fits. <laughs> it still fits. He can pull off a beard, though. He like, really can. It kind of makes you. It's like it's a cool comparison. Someone opposite 
Captain America because mm-hmm. you, we had Russell Wyatt as, you know, evil uh, Captain America, Ben Shapiro, Captain America. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But I someone like like Cold War era, you know, we, we got to fight them and, you know, mm-hmm. or, or kind of like post Cold War era, I guess if that's 1995. Um, he because he, he's just really uh, sarcastic uh and kind of a doofus and but still strong and formidable and oh, yeah. you gotta gotta watch out for his fighting prowess so um okay so then they go to the red room we find out it's like a floating satellite thing yeah it's like it's like a spaceship pretty, and also pretty visible from the ground so i don't <laughs> i don't understand how like it stayed off shields radar and other right like anyone who just looked up so Right. I don't know. Anyway, but so it was up floating in the sky. Natasha and Alexi are thrown into a prison or basically like they're like little jail cells. And then you see Elena on a like a bed, like in in what looks like an operation room. Mm-hmm. and they like you see her or see someone draw basically a line they're gonna cut her head open and you see Milena with Dracoff and they're talking about oh look at all these things that you've done and then Dracoff taps the side of her head and you find out that it's actually Natasha she was wearing some kind of like Mission Impossible uh, electronic yeah. face altering thing which was a cool little homage i thought and then is that she- in another marvel something that like marvel movie or show oh man i feel like i should know i feel like it is but i don't remember when it would i f- i feel okay i don't remember i guess oh. is if we've seen it it came up maybe in winter, Falcon soldier? And winter soldier i did it come out maybe. i don't know i don't know anyway it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Used very She's, effectively in the scene because you, it, things do not look good. It looks like Yelena's about to get killed, and that whole the whole third act is structured pretty well. I thought. So yeah, it, it's super stressful. And then, okay, so so then she tries to kill. She tries to kill Drakov, and she realizes that the pheromone is on her too. But then you start things are looking really bad, and then it flashes yeah. back, and you realize that. She and Rachel Weiss, uh, Melina, planned this from the start, and she said you're going to have to br- break that connection. And Scarlett Johansson slams her nose on the desk and breaks her nose, and it was like, oh, oh was like it was another so like really visceral uh, scene where I was like, I, I literally felt that in my yes. in my nerves. So so while that's happening, Alexi and Melina break out like they're able to get out of the the cells because she designed them so she knows exactly how to get out of it and she has an earpiece that connects her to Yelena and Natasha and so she tells Yelena hey you have a knife hidden in your pocket uh it's you know it's on your right hip or whatever and so she she's able to get off of the tape she's like strapped down onto the table breaks out and she is responsible to taking the antidote to the red room and breaking out the rest of the black widows while Molina goes to try to basically take down the ship and Alexi has to fight off taskmaster mass. Yep. And he's getting, he's getting his 
butt handed to him. Yes. Just getting kicked around. Uh, Taskmaster yeah. is a cool character. Oh, um, 100%. I did know, I, or I just know from like the comics that it originally is someone with photographic memory and is kind of the, the MCU's Deadpool equivalent slash, or I guess like Deathstroke, but he's he's okay. qui- quippy. He makes fun of the people. He can like literally kick anyone's ass and just like is cracking jokes while it's happening. And in this in this movie, it's she is retrofitted to be the daughter of Drakov that uh, Natasha believed to have killed in her assassination attempt of Drakov. Which so they take the helmet off, her face is all messed up. She has the same uh, chemical um, that all the other widows have, so she obeys mm-hmm. and she. But she does have kind of like all she does is study the fighting moves of Black Panther and Hawkeye and Captain America and uh, has technology that allows her to analyze the fighting patterns of Natasha and Yelena. So, yeah. Which, the this has been a running question throughout all of the MCU of, uh, because you hear Clint and Natasha saying something about Budapest the whole time. And everyone's like, what happened? Just tell what us. What happened in Budapest? What happened in Budapest? And this is what happened in Budapest. Natasha and Clint were sent by shield to take down drake off and her his daughter was there and natasha felt terrible about it but she was basically just kind of a she was telling herself that the the daughter was collateral damage yeah she doesn't really believe that and she doesn't believe that and you can tell she doesn't believe that uh but she was like this is what i had to do to take him down and then she's obviously really devastated and upset whenever she finds out oh didn't actually kill him and then she learns oh i didn't actually kill his daughter either but she's a killing machine that's that might destroy me (laughs) so right which yeah so so they're all fighting and then she breaks her nose and he like at, before he she does that he basically is like yeah this is my plan which is like spot very very typical, bond yeah very yeah bondy. very very like all right here's the whole plan let me tell you step by step how to do it and then i'm gonna leave while everyone tries to kill you but i will say in those moments that's like that that whole room with drakov and natasha is literally red so it's like you know the theme that's like the actual mm-hmm. red room where it all comes down to this type situation mm-hmm. and you see how many women uh he's kidnapped and indoctrinated and brainwashed and oh, has yeah. under his control makes it makes you kind of like it made my stomach turn over a little bit more so than like the evil plans of other marvel villains because mm-hmm. you see that one that one widow who had fallen and broken her leg, who Drakov then kills basically mm-hmm. from his iPad. <laughs> and yeah. you see, you see how evil and traumatic and abusive this guy is. Um, yeah. well, and, and, and I was like, Oh man, this is like kind of, kind of getting to me a little bit. It. I don't know if, I don't know if this go- went through anyone else's mind, that for some reason made me think of like sex trafficking. Yes. And and 1, how, how kids, how girls and, and women are, are 
in those situations just viewed as as just kind of commodities they're they're just objects and because Drakov says at one point the i'm i'm using what is what does he say i'm using the uh the one thing the world has too much of which is like really horrible yeah he's like i'm using the one thing that the world has too much of and doesn't care about and i'm i'm turning them into or i'm giving their life purpose or something like that And, and the whole thing is the whole struggle i mean there's lots of issues with that for so many different reasons but they're they're not given the option of anything. Mm. They're not given the the choice essentially to decide what what they want. Like it's not you know it's not like they are joining some sort of you know military or or FBI esque thing or organization and choosing that they are literally taken. Uh, and at one point, I think. You when you learn about Natasha's mom, you learn that Natasha they they look at girls who have a specific genetic pattern or whatever, and so they're they're literally taken from their families as as infants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so after that, so she she doesn't kill him. So what what happens to where she? he he gets away so he she breaks, she breaks she's her like, nose he she after, starts beating up on him and then what happens so after he is like here's my evil plan like i'm a blonde villain she's like oh thank you for cooperating breaks her nose and then starts beating the crap out of him she, he i think is able to call the a couple the, red widows yeah the, the, black widows. the black widows from the red room they come up and he she's like about to kill him and then they come in and they show up and he's like he's like take care of her and make sure she suffers or whatever and he walks out very bond villain-esque walks Mm -hmm. out with his little crew of guards and is walking out towards the the plane to get away or whatever because the whole thing's coming down because melina had like yes. dropped a bunch of explosives into one of the turbines, which is yes. also a funny moment. Like I like Rachel Vice is, is pretty funny because she's so mm-hmm. striking and, and like such a beautiful person that like, she was like, Hey, uh, change of plans. I just blew up one of the turbines. So you're going to have to hurry. Like, yes. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very, very good writing and delivery. Yes. Yeah. She was, she was really good. Uh, yeah. And so then from there they go, so they're all beating up on Natasha. Yelena comes and in. You, you realize all of these widows are trained just as well as Natasha. Just they don't as have well. as much experience, but they like Natasha's no match for all of them. Not for, yeah, not for all. Of, at one point, I don't know if you thought about this. I think about this every time there's like a group of people beating up on one person. Just like when first, I'm like walking down the street. You know? Right. Casually walking down the street. I don't do anything to help them, but I, I just think about it. And, uh, <laughs> specifically in movies when i see this <laughs> happening there's always you know a group of them like in scott pilgrim they've it's very like much example yeah. yeah they very much outnumber that one or two people they're trying to beat up so why don't they just all attack them all at once and, and i was thinking about that during that scene because initially it was two or three trying to fight natasha and i'm like clearly they're like that's no match for her she's very equipped and and tr- like has been trained very well but then, then they all start 
ganging up on her and someone holds her from ba- the back like holds her arms back and they all just start wailing on her yep. and then yelena comes in with the antidote and bomb and just and then everyone everyone's happy friends and realizes what they're doing is not okay yeah and they're like okay well what do we do now and they're like you can do whatever you want to do and then they leave yep and okay so what all happens like yelena gets separated goes and blows up the plane oh yeah Lena and natasha get separated natasha ends up in the same area as taskmaster because well okay hold on sorry i'm gonna interrupt you there yeah yeah. they yelena goes with the the black widows and they're basically trying to flee and she's like i'm gonna go get drake off and Natasha's like, I'll be, I'll be right behind you. I'm gonna get this information. And right. good thing she okay. brought a flash drive because That's why I carry able, USB on me all, at all times. at all times. You never know when you're gonna need it to store a master. But it was also like a faux woman. floppy disk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> like, so weird. Like that's like, not 2016 at all. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite like the floppy disk of, you know, of lore. But it was not like a regular flash drive i don't know what it was it was something that was very specific for that like it's not something just a regular person would have but i bet anyway. well i bet that melina gave it to her i bet she was like this is the information that you need that's or, probably this yeah the, this is the <laughs> the analog format that you need it's not usb because usb is really boring and it's been used in every spy movie so. right i i feel like credit there this is not the thing that we should get hung up this is not where we need to suspend our discipline. somehow we've spent like five minutes on this like we but we've talked it. a lot about it anyway yeah so she's waiting everything is blowing up behind it's the classic thing of come on come on gotta get fast like we gotta get it done let's go faster and it's starting like starting to get up. cgi where i was like okay this is like yes. this looks a little this doesn't look amazing <laughs> but not horrible yes and so Taskmaster is stuck because of Alexi and put Melina put her, yeah, put her in one of the cells that they were in, mm-hmm. and they run, get a plane. They're like, "Where are the girls?" And they can't find them. And Elena destroys the plane that blows up and kills Drake off and all his cronies. And, and she's she... like, she flies. Yeah. Natasha's a Natasha tries to stop her. She's able to get all this stuff on the PowerPoint, not the PowerPoint flash drive. <laughs> like the transitions <laughs> weren't. PowerPoint. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't the, weren't the best transitions, but weren't the was... best transitions. She yeah. got it all on the uh, flash drive. She tries to stop. Yelena, Yelena blows it up. She falls off. She grabs uh, Natasha grabs a parachute. Uh-huh. He jumps off, and she's trying to save her. There's all this debris falling in the air. I thought I thought the scene was very cool. It uh, was super. Taskmaster cool. jumps down and starts following her too. And I was because, like, yeah, bef- all about it. I think before she tries to stop Yelena, she frees Taskmaster from the cell. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, I'm I not know bad. you're gonna I'm come sorry. after me. Yeah. But I I can't like leave you here, and then Taskmaster follows follows them. Yep. She puts the um, but she jumps. That was a really cool scene as they're like flying through the debris and stuff. Um, she puts the parachute on Yelena. You could tell they spent a lot more CG uh, money doing the CGI for the scene where they're falling. 
Mm-hmm. than the explosions the, mm-hmm. the explosions looked really bad whenever the red room uh building is being destroyed um that was really my only complaint with the special effects because everything else is like very grounded very hand-to-hand um mm-hmm. uh, even alexi who's like super powered like flips a huge trailer and does something else and that's really the only like quote-unquote superhero right yeah that we get to see yes well, because I mean, he's technically the only superhero, yep, or superpowered. I guess Taskmaster is also superpowered, kind of, sort of, super strong. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they all land on the ground somehow unscathed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Okay. So, uh, she grabs Yelena, puts the parachute on her, mm-hmm. pulls it, and then she keeps falling. Then how does how does Natasha end up on the ground? She and um, she Taskmaster and are fighting in are midair, which is really midair. Cool. And she, I the parachute that Taskmaster has that's right is that's right launched and they slam onto the ground. Yes, and then she Taskmaster is is like knocked out or close to it, and Natasha is able to. There's like one more or two more antidotes left, and she. Drops Punch, that on. She punches it. She punches yes. it in the ground, and because she's still trying goes. to fight her. No, right. she hasn't passed out yet. She's still trying to fight her, and she right. hits it. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. And, then, and then the widows come grab Melina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, oh, oh, oh! Natasha the, tries to find Yelena. At the beginning of the third act, you you find out that Melina and Natasha trigger J- uh, Secretary Ross in like um natasha's tracking beacon so that he'll come and like do all the cleanup and stuff yeah. which is pretty yes. smart so which is really smart they're coming once they all land on the ground mm-hmm. alexi yelena and melina go with the widows to go try and save the other widows who are still mind controlled yeah who and are then out natasha the i guess gets she takes the brunt of it she takes the brunt of it but then she somehow still gets away a couple months later and she's wearing the vest that uh She's Yelena wearing the vest. the vest. It's so sweet. Oh, yeah, she gets she gets away. I think that maybe she, my guess is that she technically struck a deal with Ross of like, hey, I took care of this guy for you, so you're going to let me go. Yep. yep. And because she's Natasha Romanoff, he did, I guess. Yep. And then it cuts. They're like, we don't have time to explain that. It's already two, we don't have time. two hours and 15 minutes. It's already minutes, been so, so yeah. long, so we're just not going to. And then you see her with the short, like, kind of white hair she has in um, Endgame. No, Infinity War. Infinity War. It's yep. Infinity War. Yep. Yeah, because her hair is red and longer in Endgame. But in Infinity War. So it's, like, setting up that what would be next. And then... Um, post-credit scene oh the post-credit scene she is dead there's only Yel- one post-credit scene right there's just the one if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it there's just one um yelena goes and see even though there's no body i guess they have like a headstone or whatever and it's in ohio which is okay that's that's fine that's where she's from i guess but uh i don't know ohio <laughs> I guess it's since that's where they lived when they were together. Yeah. It was just Ohio. 
So I don't know. And at one point, at one point in the movie, Yelena asks Natasha, do you want kids? And did you ever want kids? And she's like, no, or whatever. And, or no, she doesn't say anything. And then Yelena says, I want a dog. <laughs> and yeah, which is she like says, a cool I want a dog. Florence then, Pugh energy. Which is, yeah. And so at the end credit scene, you see a truck and you see Elena get out and she's got a dog that she names Nanny, which mm-hmm. was one of the like fake names that Natasha was using at one or, point. Or wasn't it Fanny? Fanny Long. I, I was Fanny. Yeah, I said Nanny, yeah. but it was Fanny. Yep. Uh, anyway, and then she goes to the grave, the headstone. I still call her Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, Val. Val. <laughs> Valentina de Allegra. Valentina. Uh, Allegra. De Fontaine, something. Yes, yeah. And, and she says, "Hey, this is the guy who is responsible for her death. You need to go kill him." And it's Hawkeye. It's Hawkeye. It's Clint. And so that's setting up a lot of. Th- I, I. It's potentially setting up a lot of things. We still don't know what's going to happen with the Hawkeye series. Nothing has really been released about what that's going to be about. There are lots of theories, especially with Haley Steinfeld cast as Kate Bishop. A lot of people are thinking that's going to set up the Young Avengers because Kate Bishop eventually takes over the mantle of Hawkeye. So does, is that possibly how Kate Bishop takes over the mantle of Hawkeye because Yelena's going to kill him? That would be um, interesting. I feel like I feel like they might send off uh, Jeremy Renner in this in a similar fashion. Um, it, yeah, who knows? People who knows? have people have speculated about that with Loki too. Like yeah. Tom Hiddleston might be taking the back seat, not to where he never shows up again, but Sylvie might be Loki from yeah from here on out because season two of loki has been confirmed yelena is now black widow and she's working with val as a dark avenger or um whatever so she's going to team up with wyatt russell's um u.s agent Mm -hmm. and that's there wasn't uh, that's what i liked about this movie is that you had to rewind and put yourself in this really specific time period in this huge saga Mm-hmm. But then right at the end, you're like, you are going to see Florence Pugh, first of all. Yes. And she's going to be working with these other people. She's mm-hmm. going to be kind of anti-hero, but you know that she's good. Um, and she'll probably show up in Hawkeye. I'm, I think she'll show up in Hawkeye. I think, I, I think she'll show up in Hawkeye, even if it's not as a reoccurring character. But there's I, I really I, I think with that in credit scene where Val's like hey here's a guy who's responsible for Natasha's death and it's freaking Clint Barton there there's just no way Florence Pugh as Yelena is not going to show up in Hawkeye at some point even if it's for one episode or even if it's like a, a post-credit scene I just she's going to show up there there's no way I can't imagine how that storyline would work without it Hawkeye so. is supposed to, or it's going to release later this year. Is it later this year? So I was thinking, I was trying to I think October. Out. I think October. It says late oh, 2021, so I, I'm assuming okay. October, November. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm excited for Hawkeye. I don't really care about Jeremy Renner, but... We stand. We stand. Haley Steinfeld. Yes. Um, so. Let's talk real quick. Where does, where Olivia, where does this fall for you in the mcu rankings i you've had a couple I, days to think actually had a couple had like days one to think day about to it. think about it i but. i genuinely think it's top five 
I agree. I don't know. I don't, I, I, as of right now, I don't think it surpasses Winter Soldier. I don't do you, know. Where do I you want to share your top five list? Well, let me, let me get my um, handy dandy letter, letterbox. letterbox account <laughs> up. I, where does it rank for you? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick, quick look at my list because I haven't looked at it in a while and I've made some major changes. Um, so my number one, simply because of the story, uh, and because I love Paul Rudd, my number one is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. It's so, it's so specific. It's so small scale. I love that about Ant-Man and his characters like he's street level he's just a guy that's what i love about him and paul rudd plays just a guy so well my number two is infinity war my number three is black widow um my number four is doctor strange my number five is uh thor ragnarok okay i haven't ranked my i don't remember the last time i i actually went through and ranked the mcu i think I think my mine is different now, but I think top five, I would say Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know what I'd have a second. I think Black Panther would be my top five. Ragnarok's in the top five. I think Amen and the Wasp is in the top five. And I think Black Widow. I think right now still Winter Soldier is, is the best in my mm-hmm. mind. But those other movies, I think, are also very, very good. Yep. I need to re- revisit that. I haven't, I haven't revisited it in a while, so I need to go back in that and look at that. But yeah, I think I think Black Widow is for sure top five. Um, Florence Pugh, does she steal the show? Does she? Is this the Florence Pugh movie and not really the Natasha Romanoff movie? Because I. That is how I feel. And I have no problem with it. But I think she steals Natasha's thunder quite a bit. <laughs> I think, or, or specifically Scarlett Johansson's thunder. Okay, I, I just... I think Florence Pugh is just so good. I think she's a better actress than Scarlett Johansson. I think she's Johansson. a better actress. Yes. I do too. I, I do too. Because... Scarlett Johansson has been in some bad movies. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. She has she is not always and, and while I have not seen all of Florence Pugh's movies, the ones I have seen have been great performances. So she's in Midsommar, which I think really mm-hmm. put her on the scene, at least as far as uh kind of like movie kind of movie snobs. I don't know a better way to phrase <laughs> that. Like just on on the indie level for sure she was put on the scene with midsummer she was also in this movie that came out before that called or right around the time that came out called fighting with my family which is a comedy based on true story of this this girl who comes from a wrestling family ends up becoming a professional wrestler and the rock is in it vince vaughn is in it it's kind of a uh nick frost is in it Mm mm-hmm and she's it's it's funny but she's really good in it as well and then of course she is fantastic in little women 
uh, I mean, that monologue she has as Amy with Timothy Chalamet as Lori was amazing. Yeah. So I just think Florence Pugh is a better actor. She, I don't, I, I felt like she was really funny throughout the movie. And like effortlessly, like but you get, you get funny. everything. You get sincere sincerity. You get humor. Yes. You get yes. like badass. Like she's just very badass. Yeah, and you get it all. And I feel like you, with Natasha, and Natasha's been hampered as a character from the beginning because she was a sex icon in Iron Man two. And yes, and she had to, and uh, Scarlett Johansson had to fight against that narrative for like from the beginning basically and even like chris hemsworth or not chris hemsworth chris evans and jeremy renner made derogatory comments about uh, natasha romanoff's character and said like she's a slut and Mm -hmm. they wrote it off to being like we're tired at the end of a press tour it's not about scarlett johansson Mm we're just messing around and even like even then um you can look at, you can just look at like well with one movie the person who will take the mantle is kind of like already better than this yeah this one yeah. <laughs> character well, that we've been with for like forever and ever so and humor is like humor is like prized more in the mcu yeah That's, this was that, this was yeah. significantly funnier than i thought it was gonna be yeah and it was all because of Florence Pugh. Yeah, David Harbour had funny moments too, mm-hmm. but Florence Pugh, I think, was was just really great. And, and you're right; there are some very just emotional moments that, she, like, she gives a very emotional performance at various points in the movie, and is so good. Yep. Okay, so do you think I'm going to ask you this? Do you think that it one of the reasons why we maybe feel like this was Florence Pugh is stealing Scarlett Johansson's thunder outside of just maybe the fact that she's a better actor is that Black Widow was introduced as kind of the sex symbol, the sex object in the MCU. I, I, she's, she's really the first major female character that's introduced. Like, yes, we get Pepper Potts in Iron Man, but you kind of know from the jump she's not going to be quite as important and so we get you know scarlett johansson as natasha in iron man 2 but she's only she really is a sex object like honestly one of the reasons why i didn't really care about black widow until maybe age of ultron was because of that she was just kind of this character and this isn't me like well, on the poster, on the like poster she'd have her back to the camera and you'd see like this skin tight leather yeah and like it, like from the beginning i was like i knew what they were doing and i'm glad that yeah she it was because she's a good actress that and like i'm not saying that she's a bad actress at all I, no I, um, I don't think i, I just I think, think florence florence that. Pugh and her might be in the same caliber but i think that Pugh's on another level um yeah so, okay, yeah. Do you think that maybe it feels like we just didn't get her character flushed out all these years until just now? And so it's like, well, we got so much of Flor- uh, of Yelena and Natasha in this one movie, but it's been dragged out so long for Natasha that it just feels like maybe Florence Pugh as 
Yelena was more of a powerhouse because she came in and we didn't know anything about her. Sure. I think that's, yeah, I think that's possible. I, I, I think that, yeah, I, I just think that even looking at Scarlett Johansson's filmography and Jojo rabbit, you get this performance from her. That's really amazing. Like she's very, very good in that performance. And that performance is more like what Florence Pugh is doing in black widow. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've we've gotten just very straight kind of like like she's very similar to uh Captain America in terms of like how they talk and deal with situations and think about mm-hmm. things uh she's she's more ruthless than him for sure but yes. but they are just kind of similar and have that same vibe and so i think that when someone comes in like Florence Pugh you're like oh shoot like this is this is the new black widow this is going to mm-hmm. be this is going to be pretty cool. Yes. But again, didn't have a problem with it at all. So. Yeah, no. I had no issue with it whatsoever. She was she was so good. I just I after watching cuz I watched Little Women before I watched Midsommar. So that was a that was a quarantine watch for me. And Wait, Midsommar? Yes, Midsommar was okay. a quarantine watch for me. Little Women was one of the last movies I saw in theaters before everything shut down. And because Little Women has a stacked cast, that also has an incredible cast. I mean, uh, Scherzer Ronan, Emma Watson, Mm -hmm. Laura Dern, Timothy Charlemagne, Meryl Streep, right? Like, it's a great cast. And Florence Pugh did a fantastic job as Amy, which is often looked at as being this kind of annoying character who i'm gonna make a mold of my feet for lori <laughs> yeah like she's kind of she's just so got funny. like kid sister energy you know she yeah. she and, and i've never i i have never seen other versions of little women but anyone i've talked to who has seen the other versions have said that this is probably the best version of amy and this is probably the first time that everyone's been like yeah amy should be with lori like, like they, they felt justified with that because I know a lot of people were like, Lori does not need to be with Amy. Like, there's no mm-hmm. reason for those two to be together yep. based on the movies. Uh, I don't know if people felt that way about the book. But anyway, yeah, Florence Pugh, just she kind of can do it all. She can be funny and sincere and a badass and and just you take and you take her it. seriously like every single second too. Like yes. e- even the monologue where she's, telling timothy charlemagne uh why she can't be with him uh mm-hmm. I, I know his name's not charlemagne i was just saying charlemagne because it sounds like charlemagne. <laughs> charlemette charlemette uh why she can't be with him and, and why she respects herself too much to be second love mm-hmm. to someone is like oh shoot like yeah. <laughs> you got you got this you go girl yeah yeah, she came, I mean, with Little Women, she just came on and commanded every scene she was in. Even even this, like, funny ones where she was, you you wanted to be annoyed with her. Doesn't she fight with, she fights with uh, Joe a lot in Little Women, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, they fight a lot because Joe really wants to, you know, she wants to be this, this very serious author and she wants to be taken seriously. And I think Amy 
just genuinely wants to to be connected with her sister and I think her sister wants to be like independent and not have that and so I think that's one of the reasons why they fight a lot and then I can't remember what she does but Joe does something oh I think Joe tells Amy that she can't come with her and Beth is Beth the oldest one uh yeah Emma whatever Watson's Emma character, Watson's character. Yeah. yeah like she can't go with them to see a play or something and Amy gets so upset she burns Joe's book that she'd been writing mm-hmm. which is just the worst yep um but anyway <laughs> yeah so they fight a lot and I think they actually like physically wrestled at one point in the yes movie. that's what I'm thinking of that's what I'm thinking of yeah, um, they physically wrestled. Okay, anyway, MCU, we've ta- we've covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. MCU, we Kevin Feige has hinted that we might see some more prequels. Who would you like to see a prequel on? I've thought about this and I don't really know oh. if there's any who, who like we had who is an existing character that we Oh, oh, I, I already thought of one, but like I think it would be interesting to see bits and pieces of Tom Holland's Peter Parker um and see a uncle ben in that role Mm. see that take obviously like not to where it's beaten to death but in a unique setting to where we see kind of like how his spider-man is you know unique and formative and born and whoever would was cast as uncle ben would be it would just be interesting to see it would be interesting that sony i hadn't thought about that that would be Yes, because, I mean, at this point, this is the only Spider-Man we've ever seen where we didn't get that OG story. And I think enough time has elapsed to where it's okay to do that now. Because yeah. at first it was like, that was the most important thing. Like, we cannot do Uncle Ben getting killed because Martin oh, Sheen died. And yeah. uh, I forget the name of the the guy in Spider-Man 1 or the first Spider-Man with Toby, but yeah, we, we just can't do that anymore. But who, who yeah. are some characters who you would like to see? A prequel, get a prequel for? Who maybe like I... don't headline, but are just interesting in themselves. Are just in interesting themselves. in themselves. I honestly, I don't know. I hadn't even really thought about that before. Um, I think that I would like to see where where captain marvel was throughout you know from the 90s up to you know 2018 or whatever Mm -hmm. uh before we actually meet her in in the mcu i think that would be interesting uh i think i don't know i i haven't really thought about that i think i think it would be pretty interesting to see some of the Guardians characters, you could do solo Guardian yeah. movies, and I think some that those solo would be interesting. solo Guardians. Um, maybe some, maybe some uh, Mark Ruffalo Hulk. I think that would be good. I yeah, I would be intrigued to see a prequel for him since he never actually got his own solo Incredible Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like, considering he came on the scene with the first Avengers movie, which came out what in 12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was almost 10 years ago at this point. So I don't know if they would just kind of do what they've done with Sam Jackson in 
Captain Marvel and other like Coulson and uh, what is his name? Clark Gregg and Captain Marvel where they just kind of CGI him down mm. yeah. age wise. But <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. I was just see where they CGI. I'm thinking down. about the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Um, Hank Pym. You cast someone who's younger, um, uh, Hank Pym, younger yeah. Michael Douglas. That could be pretty interesting because you get some Cuba and missile crisis type situations and him realizing he doesn't trust the government and all that. That would be that would be pretty interesting. That would be cool. I think, you know, it would be interesting to see a King T'Chaka. Is that that's yes, Black yes. Panther's father. That'd be fun. T'Challa's father, right? Yeah. I think seeing him, a young, young version of him. As what about Black Hela, Hela and um, Odin? That would be interesting. That'd I think be cool. that, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are some those are some good ideas. Yeah, I like I like those those ideas. I think those would be fun and interesting storylines to explore. Mm-hmm. So Shall we give a forecast of what's to come in the MCU? Because we don't even know what's coming on the horizon for flyover film country because you and Eric and I have been very, very busy. I know that I've slowed down a lot of stuff, but I know Eric's been busy too. But yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about what's on the horizon for MCU. Well, so in this the show. final episode of season of the of of the loki season comes out wednesday which you and i are going to discuss mm-hmm. saturday probably yep in the okay, flesh so we're gonna be t- we're gonna, we're be, gonna together. be in the same room it's crazy the first time first time we've been doing this for over years. a year now yep we've been doing the podcast for over a year now and this was i don't think we've seen I've... each other in over i don't over think you've seen Maybe i don't two. think we've seen each other since september of 19 for my birthday there you go. So it's when been it's been almost two years. It's been almost two years, which is crazy. Yeah. So we're gonna be doing that in the flesh, and then the next thing after that, I think, is uh, Shang Chi. Isn't it Shang Chi? Shang. Oh yes, it is. So then we have Shang Chi. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, Shang Chi, which comes out in September. September third. So it's like a lot closer than I kind of remember. Yeah, because we don't get another MCU show f- for a while, right? Right. And then Eternals is coming November 5th. And I bet you Hawkeye will debut after Eternals. Probably. Yeah, I imagine it'll come out this winter sometime or or early next year. Mm-hmm. And then so, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I think, is the one next one after that. In March. Uh, that's, I think, I'm, I'm really excited for Shang-Chi and Eternals. I imagine those will all help continue to set up the pieces for whatever's going to happen in Multiverse into Madness. Yep. But I can't wait to see where those pieces fall yep. in Doctor Strange. So it'll be it'll be fun. And it sounds like yes. I mean I love Sam Raimi. Love yeah. I love him no matter what. And so no matter what they do, it's, I think it's going to I have a feeling it's going to be pretty bonkers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some wild wild you know, you still got St- Scott Derrickson producing and... Oh, he he's producing still? I think he's still producing. Let okay. Me, I'm going to double check that real quick live. Okay. Yeah. Because he... So for those of you who don't know who that is, he was the director for 
Doctor Strange. Uh, he has done a lot of horror, just like Sam Raimi. Uh, so he has really made a name for himself in that sense. He was originally set to come on for the Doctor Strange sequel, but he left due to creative differences, is what they cited, right? Yes. Yep. So and I'm trying to see whether or not he's still produced. It, at one point, he was still producing, and I think now he may not. Oh, oh okay. this is what it was. I think he might still be producing, but they are using a completely new script. Like, I think they threw out everything okay. that Derrickson had come up with. Pretty sure okay. that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's going to, it's not going to be quite the same thing as Edgar Wright and Ant Man mm-hmm. because Edgar Wright was originally supposed to direct that and then he didn't, but he wrote the script and they, I, I'm sure they probably revised a lot of the script, but he was still credited as the writer or mm-hmm. a writer, right? Uh, going back to Hank Pym, I think it, it would be pretty cool to, if now that Marvel's learned how to like work with auteurs, um, if they came to Edgar Wright and said, we want you to do a Cold War, Ant-Man, like government, you know, just making fun of the U.S. government during this mm-hmm. time period. Uh, you can do whatever you want with it. You can cast whoever you want for young Hank Pym. I think that would be super cool. That would be super cool. I Not going to happen, but a guy can dream. A guy dream. can dream. 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 So, yeah. So that's what's up next for the MCU. Who knows? And we'll do episodes story. on those like the day, the Saturday that they release. Okay. Unless yeah, yeah, yeah. one of us is traveling or something. We, like that. Yeah, unless we we can't. But that I think that's a good plan for us to try to go for and shoot for. Um, and then Hawkeye will play by ear. We might do two episodes. We might just do what we're doing with Loki, which is just one, um, yes. lo- one long recap episode. Yeah. That also because we were super busy these past yep. like five weeks. It's it's been a busy time for us. Yep. Profes- professionally and personally, so. We'll see what happens with Hawkeye. I guess we'll just have to see where our lives are at at that point yeah, in time. Exactly. So, um, but regardless, we're going to cover all this content and I, I'm excited about it. I, I don't know about you, but I think after Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was, I was at this point where I was just thinking, I don't know if I want to put forth I, the I effort. Definitely felt, felt I, that. I felt i felt the burnout because of how disappointing specifically that series was yeah like again the series the series was i i liked it enough it just wasn't what i wanted it to be i think but after that i was just like i don't know if i if i can keep doing this and i think loki has kind of uh kind of got me back into it but after watching black widow i'm like okay let's do this where are we going next someone on the ringer in the ringer verse um said and this is so true and this made me like just flip expect or flip my expectations again in the right direction marvel movies way better than it tvs like every like they haven't figured out television yet i think they will but like just be, being there, being on a big screen, I'm like, this is it. This is this yeah. is how you're supposed to experience yeah. these fun. I think that's huge, dumb superhero yeah. movies. So yeah, well, and what's funny is that 
even if you consider these movie these shows as like not being the same like not being as good they're still pretty good for shows yeah, right sure. like one i think wandavision is really good loki has been super fun and intriguing mm-hmm. um so even if you consider these maybe not great or maybe put them up in the the loss column and instead of the win column uh they're still pretty they're pretty close i bet they figure yeah. it out here pretty sure. soon well and I, and i think loki is already a win I think that I think that I knew from episode one. I felt that it was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We haven't really talked about Loki that much. You and but... I have not talked about Loki. I think we've like texted like, "Oh, did you watch this week's episode?" Like, yeah. not, we did that last week. But we have you and I. We've done a pretty good job of not talking about any Marvel content until we until we actually yeah. jump on, which I think is good. Yeah. Um, so. Yes. So we will be back next Saturday a week from yesterday, uh, next Saturday with recap and analysis and what's ahead for Loki, because I have a feeling that Loki's going to blow the gates off of the multiverse and multiple dimensions theory mm-hmm. in its final episode. I've, my theory is that they are going into the realm of Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be played by Jonathan Majors who and, is also fantastic mm-hmm. so he's so good he's, he's so, so good yep anyway anyway yep we'll, we'll anyway. talk about about that later but thank you for listening please remember to rate review subscribe share this with someone who you know loved black widow or hated it so that they can listen to our takes and uh angry dm us yeah um, they can they can angrily listen and be like these guys don't know what they're and talking just about. Fume. And if your name's Kyle, punch some drywall while you're listening to it with your knockoff AirPods Pro. Yeah, or Chad. <laughs> so, yeah, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, especially on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Share this yeah. with your friends and family and uh, your fellow Marvel fans in your life. And we will see you next Saturday. Saturday for sure. Olivia, thanks for chatting. We'll talk yeah. to you then. All right. Bye, Isaac. Bye, everyone. See you.